0: Uh, I got into this area because of my personal experience as a person with hearing loss. I've worn hearing aids most of my life. I've always been very frustrated uh, with how poorly they work, especially in noisy environments. Uh, So my research focuses on how to improve those really challenging situations, like going out to dinner at a restaurant or trying to network at a, a conference where it's very noisy. A lot of people are talking at once and you want to be able to have a conversation. This is the
1: ORISE feature cast. Join host Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the O-Rise FeatureCast. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the O-Rise FeatureCast. As always, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department of O-Rise and ORAU. And today I'm speaking with one of the inaugural winners of the O-Rise Feature of Science Awards, Dr. Ryan Corey. Um, Dr. Corey, how does it feel to be the first winner of the o Future of Science Awards in the postdoctoral category?
0: Uh, Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I'm very honored by this award. It's exciting to be part of the uh, inaugural set of the Future of Science Awards, Uh, so it came as a very pleasant surprise.
1: Very nice. So tell us a little bit about who you are.
0: So, I am uh, a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. I work in electrical engineering in the area of signal processing, especially for audio. And uh, my work focuses on uh, acoustic sensor networks and hearing enhancement, uh, especially for uh, hearing aids and assistive listening technologies.
1: How oh, very cool. Um, and I would think of very much needed um, technology in this day and age.
0: Absolutely. So uh, I got into this area because of my personal experience as a person with hearing loss. I've worn okay. hearing aids most of my life. I've always been very frustrated uh, with how poorly they work, especially in noisy environments. Uh, so my research focuses on you know, how to improve those really challenging situations, like going out to dinner at a restaurant or trying to network at a, a conference where it's very noisy. A lot of people are talking at once and you want to be able to have a conversation.
1: And it's hard to focus when all you're hearing is background noise, right? <laughs>
0: so. Exactly. It can be very fatiguing, uh, even for people with normal hearing. Going out to a, a loud restaurant can be very draining. So I I think the technology could be useful for everyone and for, you know, um earbuds, augmented reality systems, communication platforms uh, which have become even more prevalent the last few years with remote Absolutely. communication and social distancing.
1: So definitely something that everyone at some point probably can benefit from. Um Dr. Corey, um, is the work that you've been doing part of your um, intelligence community postdoctoral research fellowship? Or is it, um, I guess, in addition to, has it sprung from that fellowship?
0: Uh, yes. So my fellowship uh, focuses specifically on uh, sensor networks. So connecting multiple devices together and um that is my, my research on hearing enhancement is about um, connecting hearing devices like hearing aids, earbuds, to external devices uh, that can help a lot more than any one device can. Uh, so say you have uh, microphones around the room, uh, like a conferencing system that's built mm-hmm. into the walls or ceiling, smart speakers around a living room, uh, wearable devices, uh, or if you can connect multiple hearing devices together, you can get a lot more benefit in telling apart different sounds and um, reducing background noise. So my my fellowship research is focusing on those problems and connecting those devices together, processing the sound. Uh, in particular, dealing with motion when um, people are moving around and talking, uh, turning their heads from side to side, mm-hmm. uh, keeping up with that motion is a, a big part of the challenge.
1: Absolutely, um, and again, it sounds like uh, very beneficial on a number of on a number of levels for certainly individuals um, like yourself with hearing loss, but even I would assume. Um, for the intelligence community not to project, but if you're, um, you were know, looking for specific voices or specific pieces of information to know where it's coming from, whose voice you're listening for, all of those sorts of
0: things. Right, so it's all about kind of analyzing the acoustic scene um, a- as we would say in the, the research jargon. So uh, kind of the analogy I would want to use is to a mixing board. So if you think about in a music studio, or you might do this with your podcast production, you know, you have a mixing board with sliders that you can move up and down to change the volume of different sounds. Um, And, you know, normally in a, uh, if you're making a movie, you have separate recordings of everything. Uh, But I want to be able to do that in real life, uh, in real time. And so we need to be able to separate out Uh, What are all the different sounds? Um, You know, is it something the person wants to hear or not? Where are they in the room? To be able to change them and recombine them. So uh, to do that effectively, you know, helps not only for hearing, but for conferencing systems, for anything where you want to understand the sound in an environment.
1: Wow, it sounds like really great work. Um, And as as we both said, you know, very... um, beneficial and important. Talk to me about um, your background and how how did you get to the point of wanting to pursue a career in science, in, in the STEM fields?
0: Oh, well, I've always had uh, kind of an engineering mindset. I would drive my parents crazy, like taking apart and <laughs> fixing all of our household appliances. Uh, and you know, so when I went to college, I knew I'd do engineering, I quickly hit on electrical engineering. Um, I actually bounced around uh, specialties for a few years before I settled on hearing, which, you know, seems so obvious in hindsight. But, you know, I worked on communication systems, optics. um, And that was helpful, because I I think a lot of the same ideas can apply. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like an acoustic system is not so different from a uh, a cell phone network that's transmitting, you know, electromagnetic waves.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, so as you were, as you were taking apart appliances and, and watches and whatnot, were you able to put them back together?
0: <laughs> Usually sometimes. <laughs>
1: I know that can be a challenge sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and like you said, so that was something that started from a young age, just that sort of pursuit of how things work and how things are built and how they're made.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I really like analyzing systems and how different um, you know, devices can work together in, uh-huh. in networks and, you know, software architectures and things. Um you know, building complex systems with multiple devices, which is, you know, the research I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, let's see, in high school, I put together an electronic Christmas display that uh, drove my parents crazy. <laughs> um. I upgraded it in college. And uh, now we have kind of a similar setup uh, in our lab that controls robots to turn speakers on and off, have robots move um, to simulate motion and uh, turn on and off different sound sources very cool um
1: just as an aside because as we're talking I, I just sort of had this thought pop into my head as you talked about sort of connected systems does the internet of things sort of play into any of this or or all of this or whether it's related to intelligence community or otherwise
0: oh of course um so One of the big opportunities I see for hearing enhancement for audio scene analysis and machine listening um, and kind of audio processing in general is that there are so many devices around us all the time that have microphones or other sensors and that are connected to a network. Uh, So I think in my living room, I counted once there's 30 or 40 microphones between all of my game systems and smart speakers and wearables and laptops. Um, and if we can connect all those together, uh, we can potentially get a lot of useful information that can help us do better processing, whether that's for hearing enhancement or voice commands or uh, having a Zoom meeting. Gotcha. So, so
1: are those 30 to 40 speakers listening to you at all times?
0: Uh, some of them are. Some of them aren't. Um, you know, th- there's certainly applications for listening to, for a wake word, for a, a voice assistant. Sure. Um, you know, generally, it's pretty inefficient to leave a microphone on and processing all the time if you don't have to.
1: Right, right. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, if you will talk about, um, you know, I, I know the intelligence um, community postdoctoral research fellowship is a mentor word. Opportunity. Talk about through your career some of the mentors that you've had um, and how they've impacted the trajectory of your career.
0: Sure. Uh, so my um academic mentor for this postdoc is Andy Singer, who is also my PhD advisor. And he's just been absolutely a fantastic uh, mentor who's given me a lot of great guidance and also freedom to. Uh, work on, you know, the projects I care about. Uh, so I actually pivoted halfway through my PhD um, to working on hearing and, and audio-related projects. Uh, and he was very supportive. And, uh, you know, he didn't know a lot about audio. He'd done other acoustics work, um, but he was able to connect me with people in the field, uh, help me find funding, and, um, and uh, set up a new lab basically from scratch. Um, so he's been wonderful, also very supportive of travel. You know, we've traveled all around the world together to different conferences. Um, and I've, you know tried to um, be a good mentor to, to others as well, working with um, several dozen students over the years who have come, th- come through our lab and uh, gone on to do great things uh, in the field.
1: Awesome. I was actually just going to ask you as a follow-up question about mentoring others and how you pour yourself into future scientists like yourself. So, um,
0: yeah, that's been very rewarding. So we set up a a laboratory called the augmented listening laboratory and uh, it started with some students who had taken a signal processing class with me. Um, But it then since grew and we've set up this formal, course structure and it's kind of an interdisciplinary team where we have students from, you know, my own department of electrical engineering, uh, but we also bring in mechanical engineers who help us with robots, uh, business students who look at sort of real world applications. Uh, We have industrial designers who are uh, great fun to collaborate with because they're good at designing and building things that aren't kind of duct tape and, and wires like engineers tend to build. And they love working with engineers because you know they can make functional things instead of just mock-ups. Um, so we, we had some fun joint projects there. We built uh, the world's largest smart speaker, uh, very loud. Uh, we <laughs> built some uh, head-shaped speakers that we use okay. for uh, cocktail party simulations. Um, lots of mock-ups of wearable uh, devices uh, so it's, it's been really fun working with this team. And uh, so I've tried to sort of steer them to good projects. Um, and I've been, you know, it's one of the most exciting things is, is seeing them reach their goals and mm-hmm. uh, where they end up. So we had one student who always wanted to be uh, a loudspeaker designer and he built okay. some speakers for us. He ended up uh, getting a great job doing exactly that. Um, i Some of the students that I mentored went on to graduate school, including uh, in our lab. uh, And it's been wonderful watching them kind of grow and succeed over the years.
1: Very cool. Um, You talked a lot about collaborate, a little bit about collaboration, um, talking about some of the other folks you've worked with. Collaboration is really a critical um, part of kind of the scientific method these days, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Um, It's important to get perspectives from other fields, you know, uh, and even outside of engineering. So a lot of the issues with hearing enhancement aren't necessarily technical. Uh, So even if I could build this really good source separation system that could pick apart every sound in the room, uh, it's not clear how I should present that to someone to help them hear better. You know, how many sounds... Uh, can they pay attention to it once? Uh, how do I prioritize? Um, you know, how do I uh, adjust trade-offs between noise, distortion, reverberation? Uh, and all of those are hearing science uh, questions. Mm-hmm. So you know, going forward in my career, I really want to collaborate with uh, audiologists and people in hearing science. And fortunately throughout my fellowship, I've been able to attend some of those conferences, meet, people in that field and and understand new problems that I might not have thought of uh, sure. before.
1: That's exciting. So um, you're sort of already mapping out the road ahead for you um, in terms of where you might go with your career tra- trajectory from here. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the future of science, a word I admit, um, I don't have a large basis of knowledge, but how did it how did it come about that you became the winner in the postdoctoral category?
0: Uh, well, Michael, I wish I could tell you more about it, but uh, I, I did nothing. It, I was nominated by my uh, advisor, Andy Singer, um, and I really don't know anything about the uh, the selection process. I found out about it when everyone else did, okay. uh, so it all came as a surprise.
1: Very nice, and I know there's a a nice check that comes with that award, (laughs) so that's always a nice thing, right?
0: Uh, Yes, and a plaque. I'm excited to see the plaque. Very cool. All
1: right. Well, um, Dr. Corey, is there anything that you would like to add that I haven't asked you about?
0: Uh, Well, I I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure uh, being an Intelligence Community um, Research Fellow. Uh, it this fellowship has been a great source of uh, stability and flexibility especially during the pandemic uh the program staff was um, very helpful in um, you know providing flexibility with work from home repurposing funds um, and uh it really helped get through what would have been a turbulent time and uh, helped me make connections uh, and grow my career so yeah um, thrilled to have been part of the program.
1: Awesome. And uh, this sounds like an obvious question, but I assume you would recommend the program to anyone else who might be pursuing um, a postdoctoral fellowship opportunity?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's, you know, probably the best postdoctoral fellowship program that I'm aware of. Awesome.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to share a little bit about who you are and your, your work with the Intelligence Community Postdoctoral Research Fellowship and um, about your award. And congratulations again for being a, an inaugural winner of the ORISE Future of Science Award.
0: Thank you very much, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for
1: listening to the ORISE Cast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.orau.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at oriseconnect. If you like the orise feature cast, give us a review wherever you listen